0: You're listening to the Everyday Style School Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mackie mary and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to help women all around the world create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to the Everyday Style School Podcast, the show that teaches you everything your mom never did about getting dressed. If you've been listening to the podcast recently, you may have picked up that I am on a bit of an outerwear kick yes obviously it's winter and I live in a cold place so it's a necessity but also I've been leaning into the impact that outerwear can have on my style and how much more polished I look when I'm out and about in the winter time with a great coat so I've I've been having fun planning my outfits around the coat that I'm gonna wear that day normally I if I'm trying to push my style a little bit, I will plan my outfit around my shoes. That's a really great tip for uh, for upping your style a bit. But lately I've been you know in the shower thinking about like, what do I need to do today? What coat am I going to wear? And then I'm reverse engineering the outfit and coming up with some great looks. Anyway, I think part of why I am enjoying outerwear so much is that I lived in the Washington DC area for 20 years and I honestly didn't own a proper winter coat for most of it. My winter coat was an elbow-length sleeve unlined cape coat, and 99% of the time it was just fine. For most of winter, I just wore a puffer vest or a warm wrap. It just wasn't cold enough for me to own a proper coat. But now that I've been back in Minnesota for four years, clearly a short sleeve coat wasn't gonna cut it. And so I've slowly been collecting outerwear. But it occurred to me last year that I was collecting basically the same coat, a hooded warm parka with faux fur on the hood, you know, warm pockets, all that good stuff. Literally the same coat, just in different colors. I've talked a lot on the show about how my life now is really casual. So for the most part, they work. That's what I need. So now I have a black one. I have an olive one. I have an ivory one. I have kind of a teal colored one. And while they're all varying levels of warmth, they're the same coat. I was still missing a coat that could get dressed up a little bit or have a little bit of style and was more about form than just function. So I started adding in different styles. I added in my ivory faux fur jacket. I added a dark green faux fur jacket, a camel teddy coat. And then I realized I'm still missing a proper classic dress coat. So last week I bought a bright pink dress coat. Again, it is not a basic, it's not the basic long camel dress coat that I have wanted to add for ages, but I'm just like on the hunt for the perfect one. So I haven't, I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I did say on a recent episode that I was going to add a statement coat to my collection. And I absolutely did. This one makes a statement. So long story short, I have gone from being a person who owned almost no outerwear to someone who owns 12 winter coats and jackets. Yes, I did not mention my puffer collection, and I know that I'm going to add at least one more. Today, since I have become a coat connoisseur, I thought I would give you some advice on how to choose good outerwear. Before we get to that advice, though, I wanted to let you know that our annual closet cleanout is coming up next month. This is one of our biggest, most popular events of the year, and if your closet is overdue for a cleanout but you've been dreading doing it, you're going to want to join us. Here's how it works. For two weeks, every February, Monday through Friday, I'm going to give you one simple task to tackle in your closet. One day it could be to go through your accessories or maybe try on your dresses. Just one little task. Weekends are for you to catch up or for you to rest up if, you've, if you're if you staying on track. At the end of those two weeks, you will have a closet that is expertly edited and organized without pulling everything you own out of your closet and making a huge mess on your bed or spending an entire Saturday trying on pants. Both of those are terrible to me. But in addition to the daily task, I give you extra guidance on what to look for or what to consider as you're going through each section. On Fridays, we have Q&A sessions, so you can ask me any closet, edit, or organization question that you may have and get personalized advice. Plus, if you are on Facebook, we have a community where you can get support, ask questions. You can post pictures like, do these pants look good on me? And you can get a good answer without starting a fight, if you know what I mean. And you'll get tons of feedback from style-minded women just like yourself. Now I know you're thinking, oh my gosh, how do I get into this amazing event? The Annual Closet Cleanout is open to all current members of the Style Circle and anyone who purchased the Ultimate Closet Makeover Masterclass in the last year. So if either of those things describe you, hang on. You're going to get an email very soon. No need to send us an email saying, am I in? Don't worry. I'm going to send you an email very soon about being in for the Annual Closet Cleanout. Now, if that doesn't describe you, if you didn't purchase the course or you're not a Style Circle member, don't worry, you can still get in. We're going to be opening the Style Circle doors before the closet cleanout happens so that you can join us. Head over to the show notes or our website to get on the wait list, and when we open up, we will let you know. I got to be honest, these are my favorite two weeks of the year. I just love to see all of the transformations, and they are huge. They're absolutely huge. Today, I want to share just what two people have said about the annual closet cleanup. You ready? Natalie said, I just had to post and say, thank you, Jen. The closets in my house leave a lot to be desired between size, layout, lighting, and the fact that we're renting. So I can't do much about them. I'd gotten rid of a few bags here and there in the past, but this challenge has seriously been a game changer. For the first time in at least four years, my wardrobe is in my bedroom closet. Previously, I had things in three closets, And I had things in four out of our six dresser drawers. I was able to get out of my daughter's closet and give my husband more drawer space. I eliminated the need for two giant boxes that were being used for storing pre-pregnancy clothes. I cannot thank you enough for this. It literally changed my style life. And then Kim said, I opened my closet and I can finally breathe. I didn't realize the burden of the chaos I felt before. And I'm surprised such a small space can feel so peaceful and inspiring. Thank you for this challenge. I love hearing that. And if you want what they've got, join us for the annual closet cleanout. If you're a Style Circle member or you purchased the Ultimate Closet Makeover course in the last year, hang on for an email. It's coming soon. If you want in, but you're not part of those two groups, get on the wait list for the style circle when it reopens. We'll send you an email and I will see you for two weeks in February. Okay, my style sisters, let's talk about coats. Today I'm going to share the seven types of outerwear you may need, how much you should spend on your outerwear, and then I'm going to give a little bit more specifics about how to choose the right coats and jackets based on color and shape and length. In that weird week between Christmas and New Year's, I was doing a little digital cleaning of my inbox and my desktop, and I came across an outerwear guide that I made years ago showing the seven types of outerwear and giving lots more tips for buying each one. Now, I could sit here and just read the whole thing to you, but I'm not going to do that what I'm going to do instead is give you a copy of that guide. So if you want it, it's like a cheat sheet for this episode. If you want to get it, just head to the show notes or the website for this episode and grab it, download it. It's it's Again, it's like a cheat sheet for the episode. i will give you a lot more detail. Now the formatting may look a little bit old because I didn't spend a ton of time updating it, but I did update the picture so it looks current. But the most important thing is that the advice holds up. So Go to the show notes on our website for this episode and download that outerwear guide. Okay, very quickly, here are the seven types of outerwear you need. One thing to keep in mind is that depending on where you live, you might need more than one in a certain category. If you live in a place that has one week of cold weather, you probably don't need three dressy coats, right? But if you live in a place that has winter for five months a year, you go ahead and buy five dressy coats if that's what your wardrobe needs. So your mileage may vary, but here are the seven types. The first is a dressy winter coat, something that you can wear to nicer occasions, that you can put over a nice dress or wear to work. I'm not going to go into specifics here on each one because we're going to touch on all those details in, in the other categories that I'm talking about today. And there's more advice in the cheat sheet. But yeah, dressy coat that, you know, you can wear, We can wear to a nice dinner. You can wear to work. The second one is a casual winter coat. If you live in a place that doesn't really experience winter and you want a more minimal closet, you might be able to get away with combining the dressy coat and the casual coat into one item. So instead of like, you know, a long car coat and a casual puffer, maybe you just go for, you know, like a hip length kind of wool coat. For me, this is the biggest category in my coat collection. I have one of those parkas I can only wear when it's really, really cold and I'm going to be outside for a long time. Like when you go do a Christmas light walk kind of thing, I need this coat. It doesn't get worn often, but when I need it, I'm so glad that I have it so I'm not miserable. Then I have a lightweight parka that I wear when it's not going to be that cold, or I'm going in and out of a lot of stores in a car and I don't want something heavy that I'm going to get miserable in as I'm trying to go through Target. This is an example of right-sizing your outerwear collection to meet your specific needs. The third piece you need is a warm vest. These are really good for most climates. And if you don't experience a lot of winter, this could also serve as your casual coat. For me, honestly, this is what I wore for 20 years. Fourth, is a trench coat or a raincoat. I know that I say I don't believe in one size fits all wardrobe must have list, but if I did, this would be near the top. I don't know anything that doesn't look instantly more chic and more expensive when paired with a beautiful tan trench. I love this over like a graphic tee and jeans. It also looks good over, you know, a dress with heels. This to me is a must have piece. Number five is a wrap. I love a good wrap. They're so perfect for transitional weather. You know, when it's cold, you can leave them on in restaurants or stores without being too hot. And when it's hot, a wrap is nice to have in air conditioning. Now, obviously your winter wrap and your summer wrap are probably not the same thing, um, but they're really good to have a couple of them for different climates. I love A wrap as an alternative to the frumpy cardigan that most women leave in their offices, like a chic cashmere or cashmere alternative wrap, is such a nice option. Also, if you're someone who doesn't own a dressy coat because it doesn't get that cold where you are, a nice wrap is a lower cost item that can be dressed up. This is a strategy that I used often for 20 years, you know, except when it got freezing and I busted out my short sleeve coat. How ridiculous is that, by the way? Who owns a short sleeve coat? Why did they even make it? I don't know. Anyway, number six is a fall transitional jacket, like a utility jacket or a barn jacket if you want something more casual, you know, like a Sherpa kind of zip up. This isn't a part of your outfit. It's what you need before you break out the real winter coats. For some of you, this piece could be enough to keep you going through winter, depending on your climate. Finally, number seven is a spring transitional jacket on the other side of the calendar. Same deal. It's not part of the outfit. It's for warmth and it's meant to be taken off. A lot of women can use their fall transitional jacket as their spring transitional jacket, especially like a denim jacket that can kind of go either way. But I find that I like lighter, brighter colors in the spring and different fabrics. So mine are different. With this list, I want you to look at it less as seven pieces you need to own and more as seven categories you need to fill. If you find one piece that fills three or four or five of them, great. If you want or need more than one in a category, that's great too. But these are the categories that you may need in your wardrobe so that you'll want to fill. Okay, I know you've heard me talk on the show about my wardrobe budget formula, which is splurge on underwear and outerwear, spend on the bottom, save on the top. And for the most part, I stand by that. There are a couple of reasons that I tell people to splurge on outerwear. And that is first, you usually get what you pay for, even if a cheap coat is warm enough. I think we've come a long way with like down kind of technology and and stuff like that. So even if it's warm enough, will it hold up? Will it last? Most of us don't want to replace outerwear all that often. So it's a good idea to buy something that's going to last, that's going to hold up. The other reason that kind of goes along with that is that outerwear styles don't tend to change as fast. So you can keep the coats you buy longer and still look current. And so for that reason, buying something that will last and will look nice for a long time is a good idea. With all that said, though, it depends on how often you'll be wearing your outerwear. If I lived in a really rainy place, I'd have a few raincoats, and they probably wouldn't be cheap, low-quality ones. Or maybe some of them would, but I'd at least have one really, really good one. On the other hand, if I lived in Florida and traveled to a cold climate you know, once a year, I probably wouldn't invest in a Canada Goose parka. You know how I'm always saying, spend your money where you spend your time? This is kind of like that. Put your dollars toward things you're actually going to get wear out of. If you don't really wear outerwear a lot, don't feel like you need to invest in it. But if good outerwear helps you survive and thrive in the place you really live, don't be afraid to invest in it. So let's say you're someone who either doesn't need or want a big outerwear collection, or you're someone who is very concerned with making the right choice. One of the biggest factors in choosing your outerwear is color. Obviously, the safest choice is a neutral, but I want to encourage you not to go straight for black. Just like with your clothes, black might be the safest option, but that doesn't mean it looks best on everyone. I think one of the most important things to know when it comes to style is what are your best neutrals. When you know your best light neutral and your best dark neutral, it makes it really easy to bust out of the all black rut and choose something that is right for you, that's better for you. I own a lot of camel and ivory coats because they look good. It's that simple. Another trick I love for outerwear for color that instantly makes you look more polished is to kind of match your coat color to your hair color. If your hair is super dark, go for black or dark brown. If you're blonde, choose something on the ivory tan camel spectrum. If you've got red hair, choose rust or burgundy. Just try this at the store and see what you think. It's a silly little trick, but it makes it easy to make the right choice. I think a lot of women are afraid to get away from neutrals when it comes to coats because it is a bigger investment and you probably don't have a ton of them. And most of us want our outerwear to go with our wardrobes, right? Or at least not clash terribly. This is another place where knowing your best colors comes in really handy because if you're already working within a defined color palette for your wardrobe, any color coat you choose from that palette will work. But when your wardrobe is all over the place color-wise, it's really hard to pick anything other than a neutral and and have it work with a lot of things. And if you find yourself wanting more color in your wardrobe but always defaulting to, to neutrals, this could be why. It's really difficult to find the right color that goes with everything when your wardrobe is all over the place. Of course, choosing a color that you simply love is never the wrong answer. As a matter of fact, it's always the right answer. It may not go with everything you own, but the biggest consideration always, always should be, do you love it? Does it make you smile? I think that's another reason to bust out of black when it comes to winter coats. It can get really dreary in the winter, and it's nice to have something that is a pop of color or makes you smile or stands out. So buy something you love. Of course, another factor to consider is the shape of the coat or jacket. And this one is also really easy if you already know your body shape. First of all, think about where on your body you want to add volume or where you wanna avoid it. For example, if you're a pear, adding a little volume to the top half of your body is a great strategy. So a cropped puffer jacket could work really well and create balance between your top half and your lower half. But for an apple who's already bigger on the top, Adding that same puffer that stops right at the waist is going to make you look even more disproportionate. When you're buying longer coats, use the same body shape rules and tips that you follow for buying dresses. If fit and flare dresses look best on you, look for coats that mimic the same shape. If sheath dresses or shift dresses are best for you, look for coats without a defined waist. You can apply all of the body shape rules and tips for clothes to your outerwear. Same thing with like pockets. Where should you put pockets? How big your lapel should be? It makes it very easy. Now, if you don't know what your body shape is, take our free body shape quiz. It'll tell you what your shape is and we'll send you a list of essentials for your shape. It's free. It's only four questions. It takes about two minutes. And then you can go back and listen to the very first episodes of this podcast that cover how to dress each shape. Fit is another consideration to factor in. And the biggest thing to keep in mind is what will you be wearing under it, right? Don't go winter coat shopping in a t-shirt. If you need a coat that goes over a blazer or a heavy sweater, you are definitely going to want to wear that while you're trying coats on, but you might need to size up or look for an oversized cut. If you can't hug somebody comfortably or drive a car, you wouldn't believe how many people I had in fitting rooms and I'm like, pretend to drive a car for me. And if it's uncomfortable to do that in a fitting room, it's going to be uncomfortable to do that in an actual car. If you can't hug or drive a car in your coat, you got to size up. Avoid outerwear that's too oversized though. It should still fit you in the shoulder And the sleeves should still be the right length, not too long, even in a relaxed fit. That's the difference between a relaxed fit and just sizing up. Fortunately, currently, the trend is toward kind of oversized coats so you can layer over a whole lot of stuff, which I love. I love it when a trend is functional. Finally, one of the biggest questions we get about outerwear is how long your coat should be. Does your coat always have to be longer than your skirt or dress? And more recently, we've been getting, can you wear a long coat with wide leg pants? Since that's the trend. Let's tackle the skirt and dresses first. Ideally, your coat should cover the hemline of your skirt or your dress. That's kind of the old gold standard. However, if you don't have a coat that covers the whole thing, the goal should be to make it look intentional, like a waist length or a high hip length jacket with a midi skirt. You want to see a significant difference between the hem of the coater jacket and the hem of the dresser skirt. What you don't want is hems that are kind of matching but not quite or just a few inches off. Either cover it completely or really show it off and create sort of that juxtaposition of long and short. As far as wide leg pants and long coats go, I think, honestly, it can go either way. It's definitely more of a maximalist look, and if you like that, great. I think if your pants have a good drape to them, you've got maybe a little bit of a heel or, or at least a structured shoe, and your coat isn't too oversized, it can look beautiful and dramatic. On the other hand, it can get real frumpy real quick, especially if your pants are too long or they're pooling weird, you've paired them with flat, round-toed shoes, or if your coat is just too big or too long, like beyond the top or mid calf, then I think it gets kind of frumpy. It's definitely a lot of look either way. And it's one of those things that you just have to try and ask yourself, is it a look I like? If it is, if you put it on your body and you like it, go for it. If not, try pants with a little bit less volume or a little bit less length, change up the shoes and then try again. That's all there is. As always, last thing I'm going to leave you with is if you feel like you're working too hard for any look, just walk away. It's not meant to be. And that's an okay answer too. Okay, my friends, that's all I've got for you today. I hope this show has encouraged you to up your outerwear game and has given you some tips to make it easy. If this show has encouraged you to stage an outerwear intervention for me, that's okay. I probably need one, but I'm having a good time, so I'm, I'm going to just keep on keeping on with myself. Don't forget to head over to the show notes or the website for this episode. There's lots of good links in there that you don't want to miss. First of all, get signed up for the Style Circle waitlist so that you can join us for the closet cleanout coming up in February. Then take the free body shape quiz so you can learn to dress your body shape best and make everything easier to buy from coats to frankly underwear. And then don't forget to sign up for the mini outerwear guide. That is a cheat sheet for today's episode. It'll recap everything and give you some more tips for helping you buy amazing outerwear. I will see you next time. Until then, stay stylish. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to head over to our website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the show. Go to youreverydaystyle.com and click on podcast to find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our weekly emails. We won't spam you, but you will get style tips and links to some of our favorite products to help make it even easier to love the way you look. You deserve that.